Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks again. We've been with Kevin for about a week and a half now. It's been pretty awesome. Thanks, Kevin, for filling in, allowing Stephanie some time with the kids and stopping by and getting to know everybody. We appreciate you. You're welcome, and thank you, sir. And we, we, we find ourselves, we're moving along, and just want to put out right up front, if you need to get a hold of us, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Love to tell you about the ministry, uh, Helpful Wounded Spirits. You know, you can drop a little message there. We'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. We need volunteers. We we need partners. We need a lot of things, and we want to talk to you about that. We want to, you to be part of it. Remember, part of your healing is helping. Maybe you need help. Either way, contact us. Give us a shout. We want to talk to you. We want to move along. So we picked a different word today. Some of the words, Brother Kevin, have been Pretty, pretty draining. Uh, I'll tell you. You know, we the words lately have been tough. I mean, we had True. we had our tough batches of words on there. You know, yeah. and uh, I mean, I I think you got to be a little jealous of Stephanie. You know, we we went from words like romper room and stuff like that to permiscuity. And, uh, <laughs> we we had some tough rough. words, and we and we did. We talked about trauma this week. We talked about triggers. We talked about nightmares, and today we're talking about hope. We got to remember somebody with PTSD, somebody who's been through junk in their life. You know, it's about hope, and hope comes from one alone, and his name is Jesus Christ. God reminds us in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. So many people want to check out. So many people want to, you know, bounce out. And I remember Ecclesiastes seven seventeen uh, says, Why shouldest thou go before their time? God has a plan for an expected end. He gives us hope. Why art thou downcast, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, is what the psalmist said, who is in health in my countenance, countenance in God. So often we see, we we look for hope in all the wrong places. We uh, we look for answers in all the wrong places. We're playing follow the leader with the wrong leaders. And uh, folks, there's hope that it's from God. And, and, and not only so, but we glory in the tribulations also. What? I glory in my PTSD is what this is saying here. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. You know what comes out of all this, folks? You know the other side of this? You know the other side of the university of pain, suffering, terribleness? You know the other side of the university of hurt? You know the other side of the university of feeling alone, the university of just wanting to give up? <laughs> the other side's hope. Glory to God. The other side's good stuff, folks. And now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now abideth hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity, the greatest is love, but we need to abideth in faith, hope, and charity, and love there. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. What are you thinking, Kevin? There's a lot of hope in the word of God. A lot of hope. You know, the very first message I ever preached when I got... Um, when God called me to the ministry, it was in 1982. I told my pastor, and I 
I said, how do you know you're called to preach? He said, well, why don't you stand up and preach a week from Wednesday? <laughs> so I did that in the church, a little church where I was serving or, or, or had a member of. And I preached on Jeremiah 18. And Jeremiah 18, I was just praying about this this morning and uh, going down through it and journaling about it. And um, there's a scripture that talks about this, and it's really significant for hope and PTSD. And just, just the, here's the thought that really arrested me this morning. Um, you know, in Jeremiah 18, Jeremiah is sent to get a sermon at the potter's house. So in the potter's house, it says the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made again. So he made it again, another vessel, as seemed good to the potter to make it. And then it says later on, "Can I cannot I do with you as as like this potter?" And so I got thinking, Lord, you know, so so often in our lives we've been through something, and we know we are changed. Things are never going to be the same again. I'm marred, and it says that he makes us again. If we're his child, he makes us again into another vessel as it seems good to him well right then and there there's a point of of decision where i i have to say lord if you if you want to remake me is what you say good good enough for me am i going to be happy is this good is what's good to you good enough for me and the response that jesus said or that god told in Jeremiah, in the in the message that he got, was it said that the response to that question, um, "Can I remake you?" In verse twelve, it says, "And they said." In other words, the respondents that that were being analogized here it says, "There is no hope." But they said, "We will walk after our own devices, and we will everyone to the imagination of his evil." Heart. I just thought it was interesting, and that's what I preached about. There is no hope back in 1982, and it's real today for all of us. Mm. If we are being remade into something else, if we've been through some PTSD, if we've been through something, does God have the right to remake us into something else as he sees fit? Mm. And, man, that really just helped me just this morning praying about that, saying, Lord, for the rest of my life, what do you want me to do? Well, the answer was so overwhelming with peace you, Lord, you can do good as it seems good to the potter. Whatever sounds good to you is fine. And that, I think, is part of the essential victory that comes with hope is, Lord, uh, whatever happens, I know I'm going to land on my feet. I know I'm going to be happy. This is going to work out for my good. And all I have to do is cooperate in the remaking of this vessel post-trauma. And uh, I just hope that if you're going through some kind of something like that, that you can say, Lord, remake me into another vessel. If I've been marred in the hand of the potter, if it's my fault, if it's not my fault, it doesn't matter. What matters is I have a God who can remake me. Amen. And so there's hope. You be the potter, I'll be the clay. And uh, boy, that old hymn works there, doesn't it? And, yeah. uh, but they that yeah. wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Boy, weariness is there with us with PTSD. And they shall walk and not faint. Boy, I tell you, but if you wait upon the Lord, brethren, there's glory on the other side. I'm here to tell you, it's going to be good. 
Uh, it's going to be good. Just wait on the Lord. Just go out there and work. So we're in Proverbs chapter 20. So I've been giving you uh, basically what the heading is of every chapter as we've been going through Proverbs. And we find our way two-thirds of our way through the book right now. We find Proverbs 20. And, and the name that we came up with for that is Wisdom Waits in Wickedness. So we're in chapter 20, we're going to be talking about Wisdom Waits in Wickedness. And uh, we start out right here in verse number one of chapter 20 and it said wine is a marker a maca m-o-c-k and, and see it's so good saying this without stephanie being here i'm just being up front with you all right i'm butting my tongue brother. oh boy she'd be over there you know with that whole uh you know midwestern accent she'd be over there trying to say that word in a different way and it's just as bizarre to me as the way i say it but I don't pick yep. on her. I don't do that. It's not in my nature. But anyway, strong drink <laughs> is, right. is raging. And whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Wine is a marker. You know, uh, boy, I'll tell you, when you, you add alcohol, uh, what comes out is fighting. What comes out is bad words. What comes out is the more of that you put in you, I guarantee you this, the more God goes out. And uh, I'm here to tell mm. you that as you put that stuff in, I've lived this. I've been there. Sadly, I say that with no, absolutely no glory. I mean, these were some of the worst days of my life before I got saved. I drank for a very short while in my life. And, uh, uh, I'll tell you, um, but you got to remember that all, all alcohol drinks will alienate you from the understanding of God's word. It's just a reality yeah. of it. I, you know, I'm just going to tell you that the more of that stuff you add, trust me on this, the more God goes out, the, uh, you know, we could be led astray by this, uh, you know, it's not a wise thing to go out there and be drinking and doing all those things. It's, it's just a bad thing, Kevin. It's, there's nothing good about it. No, no. You know, mind-altering drugs like we have today, you know, hallucinogens, um, narcotics, you know, opioids, these kind of things. Um, they, they didn't, the, the Bible just really doesn't address that too much other than the word pharmacos and so forth, you know, sorceries. But really, the biggest mind-altering drug that God warns us against and it kind of takes in the lesser ones uh, or the other ones, or certainly the stronger ones, is, is this thing of alcohol. Alcohol is a mind-deadening, you know, substance. It gets in there and it, <clears throat> yeah, you know, just kind of, it's an artificial hope, right? It's, yeah. it's saying, you know what? I can't wait till this Friday night. I can't wait till the weekend. I'm going to stay drunk all weekend. These people that do that, they're trying to forget. And what are they trying to forget? They're trying to forget trauma. They're trying to forget the problems of life. Mm. And, man, I would say to anyone, you know, before you try to drown your troubles in something that's going to hurt you, and then you're going to have to address reality when you come back to it, and things are going to be worse. And, you know, you're going to say things like it says in chapter what is it? Chapter 21. It says, you know, you're going to wake up and say, what in the world happened? Why am I hurting? And why did I hurt other people? So our, our, uh, God gives us hope. And yeah. I, I can tell that to people, you know, people that love to drink, I can say, Hey, guess what? I've got hope. So I don't need that. Right. I don't need, I don't have anything that I, that, that I have to artificially forget. I'm high on Jesus. I'm drunk on Jesus. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, you know, folks, I, I, I will say this, just look at the way that verse ends and we'll go ahead and move along to our commercial here. But remember how it ends is not wise. 
And, uh, yeah. you know, here we are in the book of wisdom. Here we are, in the, you know, we're looking mm. at the difference between folly and wisdom, fools and wise, fools and prudent, fools and people that got their heads together. And, and that verse ends, everything I need to know is right there, is not wise. Hey, folks, just take a second here and uh, let our stations go ahead and do what they got to do, and we'll be right back. Thanks, folks. As we move along, we're on verse number two in the chapter, the 20th chapter of Proverbs, the 20th proverb. It says, the fear of a king is the roaring of a lion. Whoso provoketh him to anger sinneth against his whole soul. I mean, that's a an image that, you know, we, we saw that in Proverbs 19, 12. It was one of them we did uh, last week right? Uh, yeah, last week. And uh, we talked about a lion. You can hear a lion seven miles away. When a li- You know, for me, a lion scares me. Even when I was a kid, there was an old movie studio that would have that lion come on. And <laughs> it, remember that? MGM. MGM. And he'd go into that big cone. Rawr! And, uh, and, and, and so this verse is going ahead and saying to us, you know, uh, the wrath of a king is like that of a roaring lion. It's like that, man. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. King can take you out. Yeah. It's what it's saying. A king can uh, owns you, can take you out. And uh, if you provoke him to anger, you're sinning against your own, uh, you know, uh, you're sinning against your own soul, your own life, your own everything. I mean, you got a chance of being taken out here, man. Yeah. This isn't a good thing. Yeah. Wow. When I think which, exactly what you're saying there, and the principle God's setting up is for our own good. This, this uh, principle that, you know, it don't, don't just kind of get up, in the face of someone in authority, even if you have a good reason to do yeah. it, be careful because he's going to make your life miserable. Yeah, that is the that is the truest definition of a knucklehead that you can have. <laughs> upsetting a lion, upsetting a king. I mean, you know, there you go. And I'm sure in your military experience, you saw, you know, uh, 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 you know, lower lower ranks, lower oh, grades sure. get get. You know, they just they're, they're going to tell the guy off. Um, I saw. Uh, uh, a little political here. I saw uh, Beto O'Rourke get, trying to get in the oh, face of that yeah. the guy trying to to run a press conference to help the people in Uvalde, Texas. Well, that guy that was in charge of that, he's in charge, and he said, yeah. "Get this blankety blank." You know, this sick guy, yeah, Fra- Francis uh, O'Rourke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> changed his name to Beto when he ran for Senate and lost, and then when he ran oh. for president and lost, he still used Beto. Yeah. And uh, his, his kids didn't even know what it meant; they were calling him Beto. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mess. Yeah, so he got in the face of the guy in that trying to, act, you know, trying to virtue signal his base to win an election, probably. Yeah. But uh, either way, you just don't do that kind of thing because you're trying to signal to everyone, well, I've got boldness. Now you've got stupidity. You're a knucklehead. Yeah, you're a jerk. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that, you know, when it comes to PTSD, and I'm thinking about this, what do you do if you've got someone who's in authority who's a bad person and they're abusive? And so do you get, you know, do you get up in their face? Well, I, you know, I, I'm just speaking from the standpoint uh, of, of someone, I've not been physically abused by anyone in my life. I've not been to, to a situation where I've, you know, feared for my life. So, and I realize there's times, man, it's best to blow away someone if he's going to hurt you physically, you know, maim you, whatever, protect your kids. I get all that kind of thing. And I'm not giving anyone advice. I'm just saying I get 
there's that there's that you know revolution idea but you know really the the wisest thing to do is to get advocacy if you are are put in a uh, vulnerable situation and there's someone stronger than you a king as it were an authority figure in your life and they're abusing someone else or abusing you or being an emotional abuser man you need to go to someone you know and I mean, according to the scripture, I would say I'd just be careful about just getting in their face because it's just probably not going to be the way that's going to help you to resolve it. And it may, it, you know, it may help in some ways, but man, it would be, it's, it's essential though to blow the whistle. It is. Yeah. And, and, and you got to point that out and, and it is the honor. It, it is an honor for a man in verse number three to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. And, uh, you know, it's an, an honorable thing to stop striving and uh, for a man to stop that. It's an honorable thing uh, for a man to stop all that things that cause strife. But fools are going to still be meddling. It's still going to go on. Fools are going to cause quarrels. They're still going to be arguing. They're still going to be, uh, but, you know, it's smart for us. It's the right thing. It's the honest thing. It's the honor thing. To stop the strife, cut it out, stop all the nonsense that's uh, making things bad. And remember, those fools are going to be there. You know, they're going to be on your Facebook page or uh, they're going to be at work. They're going to leave the stickies. They're going to bad. You know, I've told you this, folks, and I meant this in my estimation. Now, I was in the Army 26 years, so I can tell you, I can speak, I think, with some authority about knuckleheads. And 50% of the Army population were knuckleheads at any given time. So the Army population came from the U.S. population, and I guarantee you that 50% of people People are knuckleheads. You're going to have the meddlers. You're going to have the craziness. But somehow, stop the strife. Move out. If uh, if you got a knucklehead that's hopping all over your Facebook page, can I teach you a novel idea? It's called block. And, and another thing you can do is you can block someone from seeing your post. I forgot about that till just now. I have, I have Facebook friends that I don't let see my post because they put down stupid things on my page. They still think they're my friend, but no. Alas, they're not. They're like, Doug never posts anything anymore. I'm like, yeah, right. I post every 15 minutes every day of my life. You're just not allowed. And actually, I don't. I maybe post a couple things a week. But this is what I think. I think um, there's people that will meddle in anything you do. And when you try to do right, and I say this with all seriousness to you, my friends, and fighting those same battles that you're fighting, and in the midst of them, we all are. And I'm sure Kevin could say, yeah, I've been there too. Uh, you just got to do the right thing. Stop the strife. And sometimes you got to walk away. Sometimes, you know, you just got to walk away. Yeah, engaging someone on social media in an argumentative fashion gets you nowhere. Because any public arena, you're going to have people choose the underdog. And it doesn't matter who's right. You are going to be wrong if, you, if, you're, um, yeah. you know, if you're seen as the aggressor. Yeah, it's like spitting in the wind. You're going to get hit with your own hawker yeah. there. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, there's, there's nothing good uh, that can come out of engaging a fool. Yeah. And uh, what was it? Was it Mark Twain that said, uh, who was it that said, uh, you know, that person may think you're a fool, keep your mouth shut and, instead of proving you're a fool? Right, yeah. right. Uh, how did that go? Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, better to keep your mouth shut and be thoughtful than to open it up and, and be, and, and be pr proven or known yeah, that you are a fool. And to be known that you are a fool. So, folks, <laughs> yeah. folks, I'm here to tell you, this is one of those verses, I think, that speaks to that. 
And, and, yeah. and, you know, I have never, it, it seems like, you know, maybe because I'm getting older, I'm a little less tolerant, maybe because it's some of the junk that's, you know, that's going on around the people that I'm helping out and stuff like that. But it seems like things are worse in 2022 than I've ever seen them before. Yeah. yeah. Seemed like life was the knucklehead, uh, the percentage of knuckleheads seemed much less, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even five years ago than they do now. You know, it, it, it seems like everybody everywhere wants to get in our business, know what we're doing, and, uh, and, and folks, just don't do it. Don't get caught up in it because it's not going to work out for you. And, uh, you know, we started out with this whole idea of hope. And, you know, far too often we get caught up in the hurt. Far too often we get caught up in the traumas and the triggers and the nightmares and all those crazy things. You know them. You could make a list right now. If you're suffering from PTSD, you could sit down there right now at your uh, dinner table, your desk, and I promise you this, you could make a list two pages long of the junk you've been through. I get that. and uh, uh, but, but I'm here to tell you, hope is not about that. Hope doesn't come uh, from looking at those things. Hope comes from praying to God. You know, maybe write those things down and say, God, number one. Yeah. God, number two. And pray those list out, you know, pray that one through however many things you got and pray about it. Just give it to God, you know, and prayer does a couple of things. I've said this a million times. I need to say it again. You know, prayer uh, goes up to God in conversation and letting him know you respect him, trust him, care for him, that you're trusting in him alone to take care of those things you need taken care of. And, uh, and it goes out to the world. You know, when God hears those prayers, you know, you're praying for somebody and God answers an affirmative and he does once in a while. Boy, it goes out. I remember we prayed for this silly old guy at work. We prayed for him and prayed for him to get saved and prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him to get right with God and prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him to get right with his marriage. You know what happened? It happened. He got right with God. One day that old brother, he, he wasn't meddling anymore. One day that old brother wasn't commenting on Facebook anymore. One day that old brother who was the evilest, wickedest dude there ever was got right with God. And I'm here to tell you that whole community didn't know what to do. You know, they were ready for the knucklehead to be back. They were ready for the guy who knew it all. They were ready for the guy who laid on his couch and checked his Facebook account. They were ready for the guy who tried to ruin lives. But you know what? Our God's not that person. Our God's the God of hope. And when that old fella who tried to ruin lives, who tried to be smarter than everybody else, uh, man, I'm telling you, God got him right. And folks, can I tell you something? As I sit here today and I talk to you 60 years old, there's a lot more days behind me that's in front of me. I know that. But I'll tell you one thing right now, friends. God got me, gave me hope, got me right, changed the way I think, changed the way I look at things. And you know what? God can do that for you. Hey, listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. If you got to get a hold of us, help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Drop us a line. We'll try to get right back to you. Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. We love you guys. Have a great day. Hey, wear that smile that only God can give. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. 
third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.